With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Zach Cassian fined for cross-checking from last night's game. 5000 bucks. Darnell Nurse uh, suspended for tomorrow's game as uh, the Oilers try to stay alive tomorrow night against the L.A. Kings. Ryan Nugent Hopkins shortly after the team arrived in Los Angeles. We have to uh, play the right way. I mean, uh, when a guy like Nursey goes out of the lineup, we got to be able to pick up the slack and, and, and just and keep the same mentality and, and play the same way no matter who's in the lineup. And um, Obviously, I think for him, it's it'll be it's tough uh, tough being out for a, a, a big game like this. But at the same time, like you said, I mean, we want to we want to make sure that uh, uh, we give him the chance to play in Game Seven. Oil Kings lead the Rebels one nothing late in the first period. Jalen Lipen has the goal as the Oil Kings go for the sweep in the NHL tonight. Three minutes left in Manhattan. Rangers four, Penguins three. Rangers trying to stay alive and force a game six. Capitals and Panthers now 3-3 after two. TJ Oshie has two goals for the Caps. He has five in the playoffs. Sam Reinhart has the uh, most recent goal in that game. And starting soon, Stars and Flames. That series is tied 2-2. Blue Jays this afternoon, they uh, lost to the Yankees, who are uh, off to a great start as uh, that was a 5-3 final in favor of the Yankees. All right. A lot going on, uh, a lot of playoff hockey and some football news to talk about as well as the producer of this very program, Dave Campbell, is on the line. Dave, how are things? Wilkie, I'm well. How are you, buddy? Well, I'm doing very well. Having a good show. Heard from a lot of passionate fans in the first hour of the show. Had Drew Remenda on. It's... uh, I guess I, I always try to look for positives. I, I guess one would be it's uh, it's pretty simple for Edmonton. There's there's no time to think like oh we'll figure it out in a couple of days. It better happen tomorrow. Yeah, that that's it. And it's one game. It's one game that you have to win. You can't win both games in one game. You can only win one game uh, tomorrow. So that's the focus: is go out and play the best game you can. Uh, play with the details that this team has played with so well under Jay Woodcroft, and they've you know kind of gotten away from it over the last couple of games. So it's just one game, and they're going to miss Darnell Nurse a lot. Uh, I see Broberg is up, so I wonder if does that mean they're going to go Woodcroft will will deploy the eleven and seven alignment tomorrow, which uh, will give more chances for Leon Drysaddle and Connor McDavid to get on the ice. But it's one game. It's one game that you need to win. And then you get a game seven back at home ice on, on Saturday. That's the mindset. You know, that's it. But this is a test now, I think, for, for Jay Woodcroft and the coaching staff, um, where I thought last night, I think Jay Woodcroft maybe got into the uh, 
the game within the game a little bit too deep with uh, with his mentor Todd McClellan. And get back to what we're doing so successfully for most of the season, up to uh, you know basically a two-one lead in this series. Uh, yeah, I hear you. All right. Well, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Uh, the Elks are underway. Well, I guess, okay, explain to me what happens here with rookie camp and then training camp, but there are some guys at rookie camp who aren't rookies. Is that what I'm understanding here? Yeah, so there, well, I think everyone on the field for the Elks is is a true rookie. I think around the league you're seeing you're seeing that. So we'll have rookie camp. Had one uh, session today, another one tomorrow, and then another one Friday morning, and then that's it. And then there's a cut down day. They have to get down to I believe it's 85 players, and then eventually I think it's early next week you get to get down to 75 players. So there's going to be about 15, 20 players or more that are going to be sent packing very, very soon. And Chris Jones today talked about, you know, that we got to make sure that the you know, the, the players take care of themselves and realize that, you know, the margin for error here is pretty slim and you only have a certain amount of reps to, to really turn some heads here so you can make main camp. What's different about this rookie camp, and, and by the way, the Elks haven't had a rookie camp for a long, long time. I mean, it's probably about maybe 10 years, maybe a little bit less than that. And usually what you see at rookie camp is the veteran quarterbacks will throw uh, to the rookie so they can kind of get their reps in. But because of the... Uh, dispute or the uh, the dragging negotiations between the CFL and the Players Association on a new collective bargaining agreement, which, by the way, expires Saturday, which is the, the day before opening day of training camps across the league. Uh, the uh, PA said, you know, we're going to let the vet quarterbacks, We our, our, our directive is the veteran quarterbacks not take part. But Nick Arbuckle and Taylor Cornelius, they were out there today. They didn't participate but they were helping out in some individual drills. They wanted to be out there just to kind of see the, 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 the playbook in action through the, uh, the, you know, live vicariously through the, the six other quarterbacks that are there right now. There's eight quarterbacks, which is crazy. Um, so that's the directive from the PA is the veteran quarterbacks do not participate. Um, and then hopefully we get a deal soon. So we, ha- we, we can stop this business because right now, the C, the PA said last week, last Friday, for the players to delay their departure to their respective cities as late as possible. The problem with that, Reed, is most of the players are in their respective cities. So that bargaining chip has kind of been played and exhausted for the most part. So anyway, but that, that's the deal right now. So it's a, a rookie camp uh, with a whole bunch of issues surrounding it. And uh I just hope the noise will go away awfully soon here so we can just forget about it and, you know, see a, a long-term deal for a labor agreement between the two sides and let's play some football. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope so. I, I know we had this a couple of years ago where we were worried about a labor stoppage. It's the yeah, last thing so that tired the of CFL it. needs. Yeah. Just tired right. of it. You know, it's just, yeah. But for, for now, it looks like training camp is going to start on the weekend for now. I would think so. I would think so because... I know the the PA's position that they won't go to camp unless there's a new deal. The problem is, is that only six of nine teams are in a legal strike position. The Elks and the Stampeders would not because of Alberta labor laws. In fact, they oh, would have been right. in a strike. Oh, that's right. I remember that story yeah. from before. Yeah. That's right. You know, I, I go back to 2014 when this kind of first came up. Um, and Scott Flory was the president of the PA, and he botched the whole darn thing. 
Um, even though he made you know a lot of money for the players, the most money they ever made uh, in you know in a in a in a collective bargaining agreement. Um, but they had no clue. He had no clue what he was doing as far as you know how do how do I go out and 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 execute a strike? Well, I remember on Fan Day for the for the Elks, uh, there was a I'm leaving the stadium, and then there was a polling booth. There's this old old beat up van it looked like with the polling booth it looked like you could go up and get lemonade or ice cream really and not vote on whether you want to strike so and i think the uh result across the league because it all happened on the same day it happened on a saturday i think it was like 95 96 97 in favor of a strike and then all of a sudden the two sides got a deal like around nine o'clock at night so it was it was kind of hilarious but um yeah but only six of nine teams would be in legal strike position. So that doesn't help the PA's cause as well. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, we got an Elks preseason game in 16 days, May 27th. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, it's funny. Last year with no preseason games, I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of that, – that, that'll be kind of interesting, a new experience here. Um, and I missed it. You know, because, you know, preseason games can be, they can be entertaining, but there's lack of flow and there's a lot of penalties and there's, you know, a thousand players that are subbing in and out, it feels like. I mean, you see those sidelines, right? They're like, my goodness, how many more players can they fit on that sideline? It's ridiculous. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing the competition within uh, the games, you know, because last year, you know, the Elks had uh, only one controlled scrimmage, which, really doesn't tell you much. Um, then you have to pick a roster off of that. And every team was in the same boat. So uh, I'm going to be excited that uh, we can actually have a preseason game. We're going to have two, obviously. And the, the second game will be at home. And, of course, $15 going towards uh, Ukraine relief all tickets. And that that's awesome. I'm just looking forward to seeing the competition within the game because that's the true barometer of, of a player is how they handle uh, situations in, uh, in in a life setting when the lights are on and the scoreboard scoreboard is on, the clock is moving, and you're and you're facing, uh, you know, a, an actual defense and an offense and special teams unit on the other side instead of playing yourself all the time. All right, Dave, I appreciate you checking in. Uh, enjoy watching the uh, Flames and Stars tonight, or uh, whatever family commitments you have. I know you have some of those as well, but I hope you can watch some hockey. And then Oilers tomorrow, buddy. Really appreciate it. Oh, boy. The city's going to be quite nervous, but you know what? I, I don't think the Oilers are dead yet, and I definitely think they can win that game tomorrow for sure. That is Dave Campbell, the producer of this show, our Elks color analyst for our broadcast here. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. On 6.30, Chad, we'll go to Red Deer, get an Oil Kings update with Cam Moon next. Golden dark, I am the hungry.
The Rangers have beaten the Penguins 5-3. That forces a game six. Panthers up 4-3 on the Capitals with 14 minutes left. That series currently tied 2-2. Stars and Flames just underway. That series is tied 2-2. In Red Deer, the Oil Kings are taking on the Rebels. Cam Moon is at the game. Mooner, what's happening? Well, let me tell you, Reed, the Edmonton Oil Kings had a great first period. They outshoot Red Deer 23-6, but they're only up one nothing. Jalen Lipen had the goal. He's the Chicago Blackhawks draft pick. But Connor Unger in goal for Red Deer has been a bit of a story as he's held the Oil Kings at bay to this point. And, of course, the Oil Kings lead the series three games to nothing, and they're looking to close it out here tonight. Uh, is this not the second goaltender? Didn't Red Deer start with a different goalie in the first couple of yeah. games? Yeah, Chase Coward played, in fact, he played the entire series against the Brandon Wheat Kings, in which uh, Red Deer won in six, and then played the first game and change of this series. Then Connor Unger came in and played, uh, you know, the, the third period of game two, and then he played all of game three, and uh, that one went to overtime. As I understand it, he played quite well, earned himself another start, and... Quite honestly, he's the only reason right now that this game is only one nothing for the Oil Kings because he's played quite well. All right, who else is pushing the pace for Edmonton? Well, everybody? As, <laughs> the, yeah, the, well, the, yeah, everybody. But of course, the usual suspects: uh, Dylan Gunther, the Arizona Coyote first rounder. He had an absolute clean look to the net, and uh, he was uh, thwarted on that attempt. Uh, Jake Neighbors has had some opportunities. Uh, Carter Such has had some opportunities. So, yeah, they've, I mean, there's been a lot of them for sure. And the Oil Kings look really good. Sebastian Coast has only had to make, like, of the six saves, I would, I would say one was, you know, semi-difficult. Other than that, he's had it pretty easy down there. The Oil Kings won by shutout in the first two games. Neighbors scored in overtime for them to win game three. And as we're talking about, they have a chance for a sweep tonight. Is this, I know the Oil Kings were favorite, but is this somewhat surprising that they are, are this much in command of the series against the Rebels? A little bit. Red Deer won five of the ten regular season games when they played. And I know there were some games in there where the Oil Kings were a bit decimated by injuries. So, Maybe that skews the numbers a bit. And coming off that uh, six-game victory over Brandon, I, I thought Red Deer would would have a little more. They looked. I, I went to the first two games, and and they they looked really slow and tired in the first game, and Edmonton was all over them. I thought they had better jump in the second game, but give the Oil Kings credit when they cranked it up in the second half of the game, they were really tough to deal with. So I, that just speaks to the depth. And the talent level that this Oil King team has, um, you know, I, they, they've played very well here through 20. And it, it just looks like they're a team that as this postseason is moving on, they're getting better. And that's a real good sign if you're an Oil King fan. All right. Uh, so you're at that game. Obviously, I'll see you tomorrow. I assume you're coming yeah. to the watch party tomorrow, right? Well, you know I'm coming to the watch party tomorrow night. Yes, you, you are the watch party. You're the heart and soul of the watch party. <laughs> I'm the... Reed needs uh, another water, so Cam, make sure you go get him a water guy. Like, I'm, I'm that guy. Like, whatever needs to be done, I'm there to do. Like I got to bring know. a snack for you. You were quite hungry last game, and I had a full lunch packed. 
Yeah, you know, I didn't plan ahead. That's on me. Like, I got I to be thinking ahead. Like, and I should be better than that. So, All right. that's, well, that's on me. Maybe I'll bring, this, I'll bring the snacks tomorrow, okay? All right. Sounds like a plan. Hey, thanks for checking in. Enjoy the rest of the game. Okay. Thanks for having me on. Cam Moon in Red Deer. Oil Kings up one nothing after the first period as they try to sweep the Rebels. So the watch party is tomorrow. Doors are going to open at 7 at Rogers Place. They want to pack it. They want you to be loud. They want everybody around the NHL to see how uh, awesome the fans are in oil country. Ticketmaster.ca for the tickets. Net proceeds go to the Oilers Community Foundation to support charities across oil country. Uh, you can get your food and your beverage there. The Origin Blue Ice crew will be there. 50-50 tickets, all that kind of fun stuff. Go to EdmontonOilers.com to get uh, more information on the big watch party as the Oilers try to stay alive without Darnell Nurse, who has been slapped with a one-game suspension. Uh, just quickly here, one more update. Uh, still 4-3 for the Panthers. Eight and a half minutes left in the third. Four minutes into the game in Calgary. No score between the Stars and the Flames, and the Rangers did stay alive. Wild finish to the second period there. Got the Rangers back into the game, and they won it 5-3 over the uh, Penguins. Watch for Sidney Crosby's uh, status as well. He looked uh, he left uh, midway through the second period. Okay, 6 o'clock tomorrow, face-off show, game at 8. Before that, Stoffer will have Oilers now from noon to 2. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He is the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer this evening. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.